You're listening to Work Tape, episode 27. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Work Tape. I'm your host, Isaac Grover, and with me today is Christina Lafferty. Hi, guys. How are you doing, Christina? I am doing very well. How are you doing today? I think I'm pretty okay. I've I've been much more lethargic lately because of, you know, studio stuff, a lot of traveling. I think it's weird how robots basically mirror humans where they have a limited it's like entropy. Everything everything is an entropist, if that's even a word, um matter, right? We always yeah. we always burn out. It yeah, it's true. And a lot of traveling will definitely do that to you. So, I get that. Yep. And I need green tea to function. Yeah. You know what? I have been off caffeine for about two months now, almost two months. I feel so much better now. But when I first went off of coffee, not coffee, tea, like black tea. Oh, it was it was rough. It was really rough. So did you actually transition successfully from coffee to tea? Well, I have always been more of a tea person anyway. So sometimes I'll have a coffee phase and sometimes I'll have a tea phase. So I was mostly just doing black tea, which still has a good amount of caffeine, just not as much as coffee, but I was drinking several cups a day. So I like have completely transitioned off of caffeine in general, pretty successfully. Like there's a little bit in kombucha, but hardly any so like as far as drinking caffeinated tea, caffeinated coffee, I don't do that anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I think people are really divided with coffee, whether it's either is it good for you? Is it bad for you? I, I think I don't know. I think it I think it technically has some health benefits. Sure. And I think it depends on the person, too. Like people are so different with their metabolisms and what like sensitivities they have. And so like. I mean, coffee doesn't make me all jittery like it does to some people, but I don't sleep well when I'm on it. That's actually why I don't drink coffee because, in fact, I only drink coffee if I want a short burst of energy and I'm going to go to sleep in like a few hours. That's the only reason why I would drink coffee. But if I want to stay awake, I I mean, I go to the green tea, man. Mm -hmm. Green tea is good. It's that is very healthy for you because of all the antioxidants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And even though, yes, sometimes there are some black teas that are actually good. <laughs> and it would be racist if I if it was just this. I hate black tea, but I also hate white tea. So like everyone oh, gets no, you're... <laughs> every everyone gets hated on. Right. Hey, man, <laughs> white teas matter. So do black teas. Uh. It just there's this aftertaste and and black and white. If if the world was rated of of black tea and white tea, this world would be a better place. <laughs> That's hilarious. Keep keep yeah. the herbal teas. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I like herbal tea, but when I want black tea, herbal tea is just it makes me cry. I'm like, this isn't the same. <laughs> it makes like I literally drink it and want to cry. But my uh, my mentor uh, recently introduced me to this tea, this herbal non-caffeinated tea called Ticino that they add coffee flavoring to. Oh, my gosh. It's just it's the best thing ever. 
and it's healthy for you because it's the herbal tea and it has like tons of really good health benefits, good ingredients in it, but it tastes like coffee. Well, that's the way to go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Was this your mentor, like a music mentor, like your vocal coach or a different person? No, this was a, um, well, still is really. She's a lady who I've known literally my whole life. She knew my parents before they were even married. Um, she's like a spiritual mother, kind of. Got it. A spiritual mentor. Mm-hmm. Okay. In fact, do you even have a vocal coach? I imagine that maybe you do. Not anymore. I did. I did okay. um, pre-quarantine, the first one, 2020. Wow. That was very recently. <laughs> yeah. 2020, um, I was still seeing a vocal coach from my my third vocal coach from college. We we worked really well together. She helped me a lot. So she's a great vocal coach. I would still see her, except that, you know, COVID messed everything up, really. Like at first I lost, <laughs> I got gutted, lost about half of my students and couldn't afford to see a vocal coach. And now that I could, like, I don't know if she does it in person. I don't know if I need to wear a mask. I'm just not even going to touch it. So, so there, there would have been a chance had quarantine not happened that you would have been here. Or sorry, yeah. you would have been here in a sense that you would have still maintained with your vocal coach. Right. Yeah. Very okay. possibly. It's um, it's possible that I like would have stopped, but I really I could still use a vocal coach. Like my voice is in pretty drastically bad shape, um, because I never warm up. Mm. I think though, if if I warmed up consistently on my own, I would be fine. If I wanted to get back into classical music, I would have to have a vocal coach. So, does your vocal coach have a vocal coach too? Do vocal coaches typically have other vocal coaches? Yes. And it's not that they see them all the time. It's that like typically, cause, I mean, they're busy, they're teaching. So they'll um, see them every once in a while, just like if they need a little extra help or whatever, or even if they just need some feedback, like, hey, this is a song I'm singing. Like, how can I, what can I improve on it? So it's not to the same degree, but yeah, they do have, it's kind of almost like, um, vocal musical accountability sort of <laughs> oh got it okay got it that's actually really cool kind of like doctors having other doctors in a way sure yeah in fact like, i don't know that area so i don't think you do i don't either, either. <laughs> i don't know so scratch, I don't have, so scratch I'm that like, sure yeah that's, that's totally no um but for vocal coaches you're familiar with this concept right yeah well and i think it is probably the same with sports like professional baseball players get consistent coaching right and it's not the same with vocals like vocal teachers don't necessarily get consistent vocal training but i think that in most professions that at least even if they're not getting consistent training they're getting a little bit of furthering their education here and there because trends are constantly changing research is constantly shifting they're finding out new things but I think there's always like in the professional world, like a community of people who can bounce ideas off of each other because otherwise it just stays stagnant. Okay. Well, that's actually pretty interesting. That is something that I have indirectly thought about because I thought about other professions. So that's kind of cool to learn that definitively, at least from your experience, because you actually are a vocal coach that yes, other vocal coaches have them, but more so for accountability, just to make sure that they're 
they're doing things well because it's it's very hard to measure yourself, right? Mm-hmm. To self-diagnose, it's much it's much more of a smart move and probably much more um, practical for you to go to someone else who can check out outside looking in, right? Yes, absolutely. Because you get so used to how you sound. Like I get used to how I sound. I know when my voice is not functioning well, but I don't always know why. I don't always know how to fix it. And there can be some times where I'm like, oh yeah, I sound completely fine. If I record myself back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so nasally right there. And like, I didn't even think I had a problem with nasality. But eventually, if you're not checking in on like your muscles, your technique and all of that consistently, you're not going to notice if there's a little slip. Like, oh, like I don't notice that over time, my soft palate is getting weaker and weaker and I'm getting nasalier and nasalier. That's not a word, by the way, but it's okay. It is now <laughs> nasalier. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's just easy to let certain habits kind of slip in where you don't realize. Um, so yeah, I think it's good to just check in every once in a while or as, like even if it's for a specific purpose, like I have a concert coming up or I want to work on this one song. Will you just give me a few tips on it? Things like that. Kind of like with songwriters, songwriters will bounce their songs off of other songwriters. Now, when it comes to like musicians, I don't really know if it's common that piano coaches or guitar teachers have guitar coaches, but I wouldn't be Correct. surprised if they did because I at least know that they have influences and I at least know that they had one point in time a teacher. And so I wouldn't be yeah. uh, too surprised if they had an ongoing coach. I don't know that they do actually. I, I know. could totally now that be I think wrong, about it. but yeah, I don't think. I think it's, um, I don't know. I think it's different with instrumentals. I don't know why either. I, maybe it's because the voice is just so um, not specific, but it's very, uh, it's very intricate. Hmm. I think the voice is more intricate than any other instrument and instruments are pretty intricate in and of themselves. But I think the voice even more so because it's our body and it's completely affected by every outside influence sickness, uh, weather, allergies. <laughs> the elements as we call them, right? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. See, it's happening to you right now. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I have severe allergies all the time. Oh, and that, that doesn't hard. help. It, it's rough. It's super rough. I'm continually taking stuff for my sinuses or at least should continually be taking stuff for my sinuses. <laughs> so for someone like you who has allergies or you're more prone to particular outside elements or, or whatever you want to call them, your upkeep is probably, would you say more challenging than just a random person who is much more resilient as far as allergies are concerned? I would say so. I think other things go into it too. I don't speak right. Like I don't, my tone of voice and speaking is a little bit unhealthy. Um, and if I were to focus on that more, it would help. The allergies, if I didn't struggle so much with allergies, yeah, it would help. It's stuff that is easily overcomable if you are consistently warming up. But yes, I do think it will be maybe a little bit harder for someone with allergies than someone who doesn't have it at all. So what's your relationship with the virus and all of that? Are you Do you try hard not to get it because 
also you teach vocals and you your voice is very important for what you do? Um, so as far as the virus, and it doesn't I, have to be this one in particular, it's just because it's trending, viruses but I in mean, general. Yeah. yeah, just viruses in general, but sure. You can relate it to now the times of now. Right. I, I don't tend to worry about, well, this one, I don't tend to worry about, I don't, and I don't tend to worry about getting sick in general because my immune system is good. The big thing, the big reason I try not to get sick is because I don't want to miss lessons. <laughs> it's a, I'm Got like, it. I can't afford it. But I, and of course I don't, I don't want to spread anything to anyone so else. So a little bit more <laughs> for like liability and monetary purposes, but not so much because, oh, my voice. Yes, exactly. And like, I mean, it did affect my voice a little bit. Actually, I heard of COVID affecting um, other people's voices a little more severely, which is super <laughs> like that should have scared me. But really, um, my voice didn't suffer from it. It was like a normal, like how it would suffer from a normal sickness for me. Like it was a little high or a little, whoa, a little hard to sing high, but it has been a little hard to sing high just because my voice isn't in good shape. So for me, I, I don't worry about it affecting my voice. I never lose my voice anymore. I never get laryngitis, which is interesting. I used to lose my voice once a year and it never happens anymore. So yeah. Wow. That's actually really cool. But back on the topic of tea, because we totally started it with that and Part of it was intentional because I love it. But what's the deal with vocalists and tea? I mean, you guys obviously use it, right? Yeah, I would say I've heard some different things. I heard, I I think this is going back so I could be wrong and it'll be different from person to person. I think I did hear that some of the best singers, like like really amazing opera performers and whatnot who are super they'll get really intense about their diet and how it affects their voice. Like they won't, they won't have any dairy. I'm not surprised. I've heard this stuff, but but go on. Yeah. I I I think doubt it. (laughs) Yeah. They get crazy. They get intense. I think that caffeine may be on that list because it dries things out, but I can't remember. Oh, acid reflux. Caffeine can cause acid reflux from what I remember not caffeine and coffee and tea because of the acidity. So coffee and tea, you know, it really depends if you have, if you're really intense about what you want to have and what you don't want to have, you can drink a tea with lower acidity and that'll be fine. But yeah, I mean, herbal teas are great for the voice. I think I knew Um, you were going to say herbal because something, yeah, something tells me, and this is just total speculation. Doesn't black tea have a lot of acid in it? Yeah, I think so. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. And I love it. I love black tea. It's my favorite. And I don't think it'll have as much as coffee. Again, I could be wrong. But yes, I think black tea is pretty acidic. Herbal teas, I don't think will be nearly as acidic. Of course not. Dude, herbal teas are the way to go. We know that. We know herbal teas are the... (laughs) Herbal tea is the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> it really is. And um, oh, especially if you can throw some honey in there, it's great for the oh, voice. It's perfect. Now they do caution against a lot of lemon for singers, but I think it depends. I think that for people who are drier, 
in here, yeah, maybe stay away from lemon, but people who deal with a mucus overload, I probably do because of my sinuses, lemon might just help clear that up a little bit. This is me theorizing, but that's, that's how my mind works. Of course, then if you like have a lot of irritation in your throat, maybe not, I don't know, but I think lemon can, lemon a little bit in your hot tea can be really good and honey, definitely. Yeah. Honey for sure. Um, I mean, lemon for sure is very healthy yeah. for you. But again, we're talking about the voice. We're not talking about overall health of the body. <laughs> right. If you shouldn't use too much because of your voice, don't use too much. But I, I do think yeah. that you can get away with like a couple drops of, of lemon juice in your oh, sure. tea. Because oh, it just it sure. tastes so much better with it. Yeah, I like it too. And I always liked when I was sick, hot water with honey and lemon, hmm. like a good amount of honey. That was always really good. So, I mean, that's that's an option for those people who don't like herbal teas. I have a vocal student who, when she is sick or like, like, oh, before, before quarantine 2020, (laughs) she, um, she got really sick and she stayed like the cough state for a month or two months. And then she started having vocal problems. They think she actually, yeah, they think she actually had early on COVID they can't prove it, but they think she might've had it like early, early on before we really knew much about it, but she won't drink teas. Like she won't even drink herbal teas or anything like that. And I'm like, girl, this is going to help you feel better. That's no way to live. I know. Like what's wrong with you? That's like not liking chocolate or not liking cheese. Like, come on. That I I agree with you. Yep. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, so for her, I suggested hot water with honey and lemon. Is she doing better? Oh, much better. She, You know what helped her? Because I was getting really scared. I was like praying and I'm like, I don't know what to do about her voice. And I don't, like I thought she had severe vocal damage. And I can't teach a student who has vocal damage. And I like tried to get her mom to bring her to the ENT, but she couldn't, which is understandable. So I made her go on vocal rest partial vocal rest for weeks at a time. What finally helped her, and I was so glad her mom just happened upon it, were these things called singer straws. And they're these like stainless steel straws. You don't need a stainless steel straw. You can do this with a regular straw too. But if you sing through a straw, kind of like you would sing through a kazoo, you're not actually singing, you're just vocalizing. It really, really helps the voice because it opens up the back of the throat and it gets the sound forward, which is the healthiest way to sing. Um, And it just does it naturally, pretty naturally. As she has been using those singer straws, I've really noticed a significant improvement in the health of her voice from where it was. And whenever like that fuzziness in her top range starts to come back, I'm like, bring out the singer straws and you'll see it start to disappear again. Wow. It's amazing. Those straws are, and that goes back to what I was talking about with constant um, research in a field. Like they, the straw thing is a much newer thing. And now like it used to be that if someone had vocal nodules, they were like, you cannot sing. You have to go on vocal rest until this is healed. They don't need to put singers with vocal nodules, which is pretty severe on vocal rest anymore because they know how to train a singer through the process of healing a vocal node. And I'm like, that's insane. Like, and that's newer for sure in the field. So those singer straws are 
a godsend. <laughs> Dude, I might just get some just because. <laughs> yeah, probably don't get actual singer straws because you don't need them. <laughs> like, uh, just of, of course, I'm not that good of a, a regular singer. straw. <laughs> well, they're also expensive when you could just like get an actual straw. <laughs> oh, I get what you're saying. A lot of it's a little bit of a cash grab is what you're saying. Exactly. Like they have, they have these very fancy, like rose gold stainless steel straws that are all different sizes. The different sizes are cool. Like the different thickness level, because as you get used to breathing through that thing, then you can go to a smaller size yes. and it helps train your breath, but no, get, get a normal straw. <laughs> it does the trick. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, okay. That sounds kind of cool though. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's very, very helpful. And I know it helps this student. So tea and straws. That is very interesting. Um, yep. I I never, I guess I could have guessed it, but no, not really. I would have never. The tea makes sense. The straws, the first time I ever saw straws demonstrated was in a choir that I was observing at um, Marco Staniza in uh, the Phoenix area. And um, I was friends with the choir director and he's using straws of blow having them blow bubbles into water bottles while like humming their songs through the straws and then he was like all right now sing it without the straws and the difference i was like oh oh, oh my gosh like it was insane i was like this is it this is the way forward is straws who knew <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, it's also a good opportunity to recycle something or to reuse something. Don't throw your straws away, guys. It'll like get in the turtles' noses in California. Instead, save your straws and use them to warm up. <laughs> we do like our turtles. Yes, we do like our turtles. I am no <laughs> environmentalist, but you know, I, I'd like to I'd like to help some turtles. Right. They're sweet. They and are. I don't want our ocean. Yeah. I hate the fact that our oceans are polluted. Save your straws. Use them for warming up. <laughs> right. No, that's that's interesting. I was very ignorant to that about the straws situation in relation to singing. That's kind of cool. Um, in fact, <laughs> I want to squeeze this into there because I this this was like a staple, and I, I see this in studios. Did you ever come across throat coat? Probably always saw it, right? As a singer. I've heard of it. I really? never, yeah, I've never used it or anything. We were heavily warned against even using like throat sprays. Which oh, I think I heard about that too. I ignore that advice. I use this stuff called singer spray and it has different herbs to like help your throat. Like actually, oh, that's a story for another I have used time. That it's stuff very before. healthy. Now that I think about it, I have used that. Yeah, it's very good for your throat. It keep it helps kill like bacteria and different stuff. Like if you're sick, I had a cousin who used it when she had um uh strep and she started healing right away. The antibiotics weren't working, so she used that and it worked. But it numbs um some stuff in your throat. It does. I remember and that's now. yeah. That's why they warned us against using it because we really needed to be in tune with feeling what our muscles were doing. And they're like, you, you really shouldn't use this. I ignore that advice. I say, okay, it's, it's fine. It's really not a big deal. It's not like people are using it all the time. So 
maybe you wouldn't want to use it before you're tracking. I don't know. It depends. True. Like on don't use it before a performance. I think that would be wise. Maybe don't even use it before a lesson or maybe do use it before a lesson if you need it, because then you have your teacher there telling you what you're doing right and wrong. So, right. But yeah, like don't use it before a live performance if you don't have to. But overall, I'm fine with those. But that is the reason they did warn against it, because it numbs your throat and then you can't really feel what's going on as well. I noticed I can because I don't need to feel what's going on in my throat. I feel some stuff here. And that's more how I know. And the upper part of your your nose, right? Where you're. Yeah. Okay, got it. It all depends on the person, really. Wow, that's so cool. I'd like to learn more about what it's like for you for vocalists. What, what it's like to have to tame your voice in such a, I don't want to say strict way, but in a much more um, intentional or more tactical manner. Because like for me and many other people, to be honest, a lot of, a lot of actually songwriters are very off the cuff. Am I wrong when I say that? I don't think so. I think that sounds right. Okay. Well, to be fair, I am definitely pretty off the cuff and I'm not saying I'm proud of it. Um, I mean, I am in a way because I'm like, oh, well, I'm more, I always just kind of, I'm a melodicist is what I say. I I just, I know melody and I like to follow it. And if I don't do it perfectly, oh, well. But over the years, I've gained a lot more respect for vocalists and what they do, like actual vocalists. And I realize, well, I don't do any of this stuff. So what am I, right? I guess just a mediocre songwriter. Um, But uh, I, I am curious about that. You know, we could talk about this like the next episode. I'd like to go more into what it's like to actually be a bona fide singer. You actually do that. That is your thing. And mm-hmm. what it's like to tame the voice. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a good topic, actually. I think I will benefit more than our listeners, but hey. Hey, if they gain anything from it, I will be happy. Even if people could just gain like, hey... If I can be intentional about my breath support, if people were intentional about their breath support, that would fix a whole lot of issues. That is what I I definitely need. <laughs> breath support's hard. It is so hard. It's very difficult. <laughs> well, um, I guess that's it. You know that that was the tea for today, right? I hate that term. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I just that's said the that. Tea. I cannot you know believe I just fit, said that. Though. It fit the conversation. Well, I was trying to, you know, like, that's what dudes do, right? Like, we dudes are trying to always, like, make dumb dad jokes. At least I am. And I ended up making one that I hate. Dad (sighs) jokes are the best. Christina, thanks for being here. Um, I'd like to go further on what we just talked about at the very end. And that would be really cool. But we appreciate your insight. It's always fun to, like, talk with you about this stuff. Even though it's only your second time here. You have a a lot of stuff to talk about. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that sums up today's episode. We will be with you guys next week. Take care as always. And God bless you guys. Peace. Peace.